Bill Meyer Games, and I'm sorry I'm running a few minutes behind today, dealing with all the fun of launching a new product. And that product today is the Tapestry Fantasies and Futures expansion. And yes, it does come in this envelope. It's a sturdy, eco-friendly, recyclable envelope. And in fact, if you order just the Tapestry expansion on our web store, the, uh, the label will be put directly on the envelope. So you can just take out the, the contents, put it into your copy of Tapestry, and recycle the envelope right away. So we're really excited about this new packaging, experimenting with it, uh, and we have tested it. It's very durable. It should protect the components within really well, especially since they're all flat printed components. I'm curious to see what you think of it when you order your copy of Tapestry Fantasies and Futures. I also have the custom insert that I'll show to you in a second. Um, in fact, let me show that to you, then I'll, I'll look at a few comments here. Looks like Carlos is, has a comment right off the bat. Um, let me show you the, the part of the insert that I can easily show you. Here is the Tapestry insert. So this lets everything, all three expansions and the Tapestry core game and even third-party base snaps, if you use them on your landmarks, they all fit into this insert from Folded Space. So you can get this insert from Folded Space itself or you can get it from our web store. This is the top layer. There's a bottom layer that's a little harder to show. Um, actually, it's not that hard. Here, I'll remove part of it and show you that part of it. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, that, that works pretty well. But yeah, the insert works really well. And uh, the, the flat stuff, like the board goes on top of all that stuff in the insert. Yeah, it, it was fairly easy to assemble. I needed a little touch of glue, but other than that, it, it worked really, really well. So that's on our web store as well today. Um, everything can ship together. Anything that you order will ship together. So Carlos says, uh, the Charmed mechanism is a great addition, but given that there were already so, so many tapestry cards, did you consider retrofitting some of the existing cards with that mechanism and offer them as replacement parts on the expansion? We didn't. Um, but you are right about one thing. Depending on how many uh, expansions for Tapestry you have, when you shuffle in the cards from the expansion, the ratios will depend on what cards you have. And so we included a lot of Charmed cards. Charmed Charms are these little tags over here that trigger either when you have a Tapestry card to the left of the card that you're playing, or if it's on the right, when you play a Tapestry card to the right of that card. Um, so they're on pretty much every card in this set. So if you only have taps, the Tapestry Core game and this expansion, you'll see charms more often. And if you don't, you'll see them left often, but it, less often. But it doesn't impact the, uh, the balance of the game. It's just how often you actually see the charms or not. Let's see. Uh, Murray says, when will we find out if our Wingspan fan illustrations have been selected? So Murray, uh, you'll find out fairly soon. So... Um, what I said, I think, in the application is that I would let you know by March 15th. And the reason that I, I've asked for a month to make that decision is that there were around 50 duplicate submissions. And so I reached out to anyone who made a submission um, for a duplicate if the person was a little flexible and they said they might be willing to create another illustration because I'd like to include as many illustrations as possible of those that were submitted within the month time frame of uh, January through, through uh, February 15th. And so... I'm hoping to include all of them. And so most likely, if you haven't heard from me, it means that your submission will be accepted, but I'm just waiting to hear back from the duplicate submissions because if for certain people, uh, or for certain birds really, if there are duplicate submissions and neither of the people opted to resubmit a different bird, then it means that I will have to make a choice between the two submitted birds. So um, that's why I won't make the decision until, uh, Around March 15th, I think I'll know a little bit earlier than that, but that by the latest, you'll know by then. 
Uh, Chris says, how does the new expansion ship if we order more stuff in a normal shipping box? Yes, Chris, yeah, everything will ship together within the same order. And this is important for two reasons. One, even though we have the eco-friendly packaging for the expansion, if you order it by itself, we'll put the label on it. It's also eco-friendly to consolidate shipments into one thing. I'm sure many of you do this when you shop online, that you try to pack things together uh, for, for eco-friendliness or just for out of respect for the people who are packaging those things at the same time. So it is totally fine for you to put more than one thing in the same order and it'll come into in, inside of a box instead of um, just this envelope. You will still get the, the expansion in this envelope. The other side of that though is if you add any Expeditions products into your order, nothing will ship. Your order will not ship until July uh, when we anticipate shipping Expeditions. So if you're okay waiting, that's totally fine. But if you do want Expedition stuff and you haven't already ordered and you want Tapestry Fantasies and Futures in the near future, I'll just leave this up here instead of keep reaching down for it, um, I would recommend uh, placing separate orders for those things. So keeping Expedition st stuff separately because Tapestry Fantasies and Futures is ready to ship. It'll start shipping to champions next week, maybe even some this week, and then non-champions the following week is what we anticipate for our four different fulfillment centers. So, um, Again, uh, Tapestry Fantasy Futures will ship in March. Expeditions will ship in July. If you combine them into the same order, they're all going to ship in July. Uh, let's say I have the newsletter, e-newsletter up on my other screen over here. It's also um, in the description of the comments in case you didn't receive the newsletter and want to click on it and see what's going on. It has an image showing what Tapestry's Fantasies and Futures is all about. Um, it has links to the different pre-orders. It has an update for Expeditions. I'll see if there's any other questions here as I'm scrolling. Um, Greg says, I, I, do you recommend ordering the Tapestry Playmat separately for packing shipping concerns? Greg, that's a good question. You actually, that's one of the few products in our web store that you have to order separately. The web store should not let you add the Tapestry Playmat with anything else because it already comes pre-packed in a big giant cardboard tube. In the future, we are looking at different ways of packing um, rubber playmats so that they can be shipped with other things. But for now, uh, that is how we pack it. And uh, uh, it has to be ordered separately. Good question. Dan says, happy St. David's Day from Wales. Or if you're feeling brave, uh-oh, uh, Dan gave me the, the Welsh here. I, I don't feel brave enough to say it because I know I will butcher it. Um, <laughs> he says, he'll be making Welsh, Welsh cakes to celebrate. Have you ever tried them? Also, I hope today goes smoothly. I have not tried Welsh cakes. I have been to Wales. Um, I had, I remember eating, I mean, the food wasn't the standout element of the trip, I, I will say. Not that it was bad, but it was just, I don't remember eating anything very specific. Um, I remember eating some meat pies and uh, some blood sausage. I know that we had that one morning. Had a really good breakfast one morning, a very filling breakfast. But I don't remember much else about the food that we had when we were in Wales. This was around 15 years ago, too. Um, but I will mention my treat of the day, my chocolate of the day today is an almonds and sea salt bar. I won't eat the whole bar today, but I will have a few pieces from um, Lake Champlain. Lake Champlain had a little post-Valentine's sale, and so we got some chocolate from them. Really, really good chocolate. What is your treat of the day? Or if you're celebrating along with Dan, if you're celebrating uh, uh, Happy St. David's Day in Wales, uh, let me know if you are also making Welsh cakes. And what are Welsh cakes? Let me know what that is then, Dan. Amy has February break, so she's watching today. Uh, Mark says he's planning to get the Fantasies and Futures expansion with the recent promo realms. And yes, you can include Rolling Realms promo realms with the new expansion. And he's on the fence for the Tapster expansion. We, uh, that's great. Yeah, Mark, uh, I appreciate you packing things together and consolidating some packaging. 
Chad says, I have to imagine these those inserts are lighter in weight than the laser cut wood inserts. Is this something that you checked? I wouldn't say it's something that we checked, but you are correct. I mean, the folded space insert is made out of foam core, and so it's lighter than wood. Uh, it weighs, I believe, the shipping weight for it is, I believe it's 0.85 kilograms for the whole package of the, the insert, the folded space insert. Yeah. Blake says that he and Caleb, so uh, Blake is the father, Caleb is a son. They play tested Tapestry Fantasies and Futures together. They've been really excited to get their copy. And uh, uh, Blake mentions one of the advantages of using this style of packaging is that we were able to save a little bit on the cost and we were able to pass on that savings to you in terms of the price. So you'll see a, a little lower price for the expansion here um, than you might normally see for an expansion with this much stuff in it. Justin says, I know this is advertised as the last Tapestry expansion, but if it were really well received and the game bumped up in popularity, is that set in stone or is it a never say never type thing? I, so the way I've thought about it is that because we included a comprehensive rulebook in this expansion, in fact, we included two of them. We included one comprehensive rulebook here and one for Automa right here. Um, whenever we make a comprehensive rulebook, that is kind of a signal that we're not looking to add anything that would make that rulebook no longer comprehensive. So I think it's very, very unlikely. What is, I guess, possible is that we might add an accessory someday. We, we have nothing in mind, but I'm, I'm open to an accessory someday that wouldn't add new rules to the rulebook. Uh, Murray says, uh, this sucks for the Wingspan cards because mine was a duplicate, but I won't have time to make a new one. Couldn't you do just both? No, we can't do just both, Murray. Uh, we, we're only going to have one of each bird, um, and that's why we encourage people to to look up the birds that were um, to note on on a on a Google Doc, a public Google Doc, which birds were uh, not claimed by people, but which birds people were working on, so that there wouldn't be duplicates. But no, there will only be one of each bird. But for pretty much every duplicate bird, I was able able to contact at least one of the two people, and. Uh, to see if they were willing to do it. Many people have replied to say, yes, I'm willing to submit another bird that hasn't been submitted yet. And some people said no. So when they said no, that means that, that I will have to make a decision between the two birds. Jerry says, congrats on the launch of the Tapster expansion. I just noticed that the Somewhere Games web store now offers free shipping for orders over $100. It should be actually a little bit higher than that, Jerry. It should be $125. Um, it definitely isn't permanent. It's something that we experiment from time to time. If it is 100, we will have to look into that. Uh, I will make a note about about that free shipping. Um, but yeah, it should be 125 USD or the equivalent of 125 USD. But that is something that we experiment with. It is not a guarantee. It's something that we experiment with on an ongoing basis based on what we can reasonably afford uh, in terms of offering free shipping instead of charging for shipping. So. Um, whatever it is currently on the web store, go for it, use it, um, and uh, it might change in the future. Matt says, have you ever considered traveling to China to visit the factories where your games are made? I would imagine that would be fascinating. I am hoping to do that someday. I would love to visit Panda Game, Game Manufacturing. The photos of their facility look awesome, and I've heard great things about how they treat their employees. Um, I'd love to see that in person, love to see the process in person. Uh, so I'd love to do it someday. It's not on my my radar in the near future, but someday. Julian says that they just ordered the Tapster expansion and organizer. They're super pumped. That's awesome. Would you rather us follow the adjustments in the comprehensive rulebook going forward or all the proposed adjustments on the Dropbox spreadsheet still considered? It's a Google Doc. Google Doc spreadsheet still considered the binding ones right now. How will the reprint later this year affect the new rulebook as well? We'll be 
will we be just disregarding the adjustments in the rule book in the end? Yes, and so, good question. So on the back of the rule book here, so this is, this is the most updated version of the easy adjustments, the adjustments that you can do at the beginning of the game when you play Tapestry. Um, there is one misprint. This says historians, even the image says historians. This is actually for the heralds, which is, should be obvious as you're reading the text for it, um, but it is for the heralds. These are just, I mean, here, I will say it like this. If you, if you do not buy later this year, uh, if you do not buy the adjusted versions of the civilizations that we are going to reprint when we're ready to do that, if you don't buy them, then the kind of the official adjustments are the ones on the latest rule book that you have. If you do buy them, those adjusted civs trump everything else. So they will, they will replace everything else. Um, and the big difference is these adjustments are very easy. They're things like at the beginning of the game, uh, like Infiltrator says, when starting the game with the Infiltrators, do not gain one culture. Very easy beginning of the game thing. The final version of the Infiltrators that we're adjusting and changing might have a much bigger change than that. Um, and so, yeah, so you'll basically go by what you have at the time. Yeah. Dan clarifies that uh, Welsh cakes are like a dense, flat scone cooked on a hot stone, quite buttery. Can highly recommend. That does sound delicious. I, lo I love uh, buttered bread. I love scones. That sounds really good, Dan. We have a few Welsh restaurants here in St. Louis, so maybe I'll try to find that somewhere here. Alan says, I saw that the side play mat is not available in the U.S. store, only in Australia and on Europe. Are there any plans to make it available again? Alan, good question. It's actually never been available on the U.S. web store, and that's because of our agreement with... Uh, I think it's Inked Playmats. I think that's the name of the store. Inked, Inked Gaming or Inked Playmats. They are the official makers of the Scythe Playmat, makers and sellers in North America. And so if you want the Scythe Playmat in North America, Canada or the US, Mexico, then uh, then you should go to Inked Gaming or Inked Playmats. It's linked on our website in the, the accessories page for Scythe. For the other regions, we don't have that agreement. So we make it and sell it in the other regions. Uh, Chris says, treat of the day might be ice cream. He says, remember I told you about Kelly County ice cream in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Yeah. He says, they opened for the season today. Green Dragon might be my favorite flavor. It's bright green, lemon-lime flavored ice cream with yellow sprinkles. I definitely need to apply that try that place sometime. It sounds really, really good. Here's another question from Eric about the comprehensive rule book. Will the new Tapestry expansion come with a comprehensive player aid covering all new tech cards and new arts tracks? spaces or could that be printed with the sieve adjustments yep everything's in the rule book yeah you can actually see it's it's an, it's really really comprehensive so you can see images even of all the different cards in here all the cards included in the game uh not all the tech cards but uh, not all the tapestry cards but all the tech cards and all the masterpiece cards it has uh the arts yeah there's a page here for the arts track so everything is in the rule book itself actually um few topics Actually, now let's stay focused on, well, let's do this. We'll keep going up for Tapestry Fantasies and Futures in the insert. Happy to answer any questions about that. I also do want to mention before I forgot, forget that I did receive yesterday an updated pre-production copy for Expeditions. Um, I don't have it handy to show you here because I'm kind of focusing on Tapestry today, but I did receive that. I reviewed it. Everything is looking really, really good in it. I have one small change that I might make to the insert lid, and um, I'm still working on the risers, the riser stickers to lift the mats, the mech mats off the board so you can easily slide cards under them. I wasn't quite happy with how they turned out, but those are things, fortunately, that are not printed. Neither of those elements are printed, and so they are easily adjusted during the production process. So everything else is on schedule and looking great, and... Uh, 
really uh, Panda has my go-ahead to proceed with production of the, uh, of the game itself. Um, Keith says, Tapestry Big Box. No, Keith, we're not doing a Tapestry Big Box. That's the whole point of this, this uh, folded space insert. So the Tapestry Box itself is already quite big, and everything from the three expansions and the original core game now fits into the box when you use the folded space insert. So it's much more cost-effective for you. Um, it's easier to ship, and uh, it uses a box that we already have instead of adding kind of more waste to the world. So we have we have a solution for that that is better than Tapestry Big Box. We have a custom insert that fits all tapestry stuff in the original Tapestry Box. Darius says, uh, do you ever play PNP games or support PNP campaigns? So this is print and play. PNP is print and play. If you do, what are your criteria, your criteria component-wise? Darius, you know, I can't say that I can think in recent memory of a print and play game that I have played. I have backed a few more to support the creator than anything else, but um, and and it's it's really how Rolling Realm started out. It started out as a print and play game, but I have so many games that are so beautifully produced uh, to play on the tabletop that uh, and I also spend so much time printing and assembling prototypes for Stonemaier games and playing those that when I want to just sit down and play a game and enjoy a published game, I want to play it with. Uh, the publisher printed components, not one that was uh, PNP created. So um, that that isn't something I really do. I I love that people have fun with it. I'm not I'm not uh, uh, saying anything bad about that. It just personally, when I sit down to play a game, I just want to play the final version of the game or play a Stillmeyer game prototype, which sometimes I don't want to do either, but I have to do sometimes as part of my job. Anthony says, "Will the retail copy of Fantasies be in the same packaging? It will be. Yeah, every copy copy of Fantasies and Futures is packed in the same packaging." He says, do you think it will get overlooked in stores because it's not in a box? I don't think so. I mean, I think a store can just face it forward like this and show that it is, uh, that this is how it's presented. And it's also, you're right, it could, like if, if a store slides it into the shelf side, sideways like this, it might be overlooked a little bit, but it also might stand out a little bit because it looks so different. Like you have to pull it out and see what it is. Um, so we did talk to stores in advance to let them know this is how we were going to pack it. And we'll get feedback from stores and see what they think about this packaging. Um, for the future, yeah. Uh, Tim says, I noticed that US shipping doesn't offer two choices anymore. I know you're using a new fulfillment centers. Do you know what carri carrier? Hopefully not, leave it on your doorstep FedEx. Tim, that's a good question. Um, there was a reason that we removed the other shipping, but I'm not remembering it right now. And we are trying out a new fulfillment center that should work a little faster than the previous one. Um, hopefully, eventually, we will add more options back to the web store so you can choose the courier that's right for you. Um, but Tim, I believe it's USPS. It might be UPS. It might be UPS, actually. I will find an answer to that. Or if anyone from my team who knows the answer to that is listening right now, please let me know. But I will look that up. That's in the US that Tim is asking about. John says that PBS's American Experience just ran an episode called Ruthless, Monopoly Secret History. It was fascinating. Yeah, I don't know much about that, but I believe that um, Monopoly was designed by a woman. I can't remember her name. And the game was kind of stolen from her and that she wasn't really ever credited for the game at all or, or given um, money for it. 
Uh, is that does that sound right, John? That, that's just a, a little bit of that I've heard about the, the origins of Monopoly. Really unfortunate. Chet says, congrats on the ace. So yeah, that was one of the fun little things I wanted to share. I got my second disc golf ace the other day. The last one I got was almost two years ago. So it's been a long time. And uh, this is my, my first one since sh shifting towards only throwing forehand um, due to some shoulder issues. And it felt amazing. It was so good. And there were eight other people there in my group, or seven other people there in my group who could, uh, who were part of it, which was awesome to just be a part of a, a bigger group when, when something special like that happens. So yeah, that was, that was a really special thing that happened this weekend. Josh and Corey just popped in saying that they were getting the, the expansion. Corey says uh, he had two playtest sessions for his two games over the weekend. Yeah, I've been seeing you post some images of those, Corey. They look really, really cool. He says, my favorite moments were when two separate kids beat the adults that they were playing with. It was such a surreal moment seeing the kids' excitement when they won games that you designed. Uh, ordering from more official-looking prototypes from print-to-play games this weekend to participate in the Prototype Alley at Geekway this year. That's awesome. Uh, that's really exciting, Corey. I'm curious to see what you create. Maybe I'll get to take a look at it at Geekway if I see you there this year. Joshua says, bit random, but has there been any thought given to prehistoric based expansion, a prehistoric based expansion to Wingspan where it would feature prehistoric and extinct birds? Yeah, Joshua, yeah, we've talked about this quite a bit actually. Um, it's by far the most suggested, the most requested style of, not expansion, but promo pack. We wouldn't do an expansion about this, but a promo pack of extinct birds is definitely by far the most requested uh, type of promo for um for wingspan so i am hoping i'm kind of hoping that elizabeth does it someday it's entirely up to elizabeth but uh but yeah i i think there's a pretty good possibility we will do that someday just a matter of of, of timing Cass says why don't you make the boards double layered in expeditions that way you can insert the cards into the board instead of underneath and no need for stickers that way yeah Cass, a lot of people have asked about this i've repeated the answer a lot but i'm happy to do so here so i think dual layered mats are really great when you have tokens that uh a lot of tokens on the mat like inside that can if you shuffle if you kind of move that that board that the tokens go everywhere in expeditions there are only three tokens on the mat there's guile power and your action token and it's pretty easy for them to stay in one place um so uh why not just add a dual layer underneath the mat right to add the cards but a dual layer underneath the mat is is really only serving the purpose of helping cards slide under the mat so it's a significant added cost and height to the mat for very low added benefit, um, especially given in expeditions how easy it is to just lift the mat off the table. So I honestly think the mat is fine as it is. It's very easy and it's a lot more, really it's, it's a lot more price effective for you. The price was significantly increased for you for a benefit that is really not even there because it's so easy to lift up the mats. Um, however, because a lot of people asked about this, I looked into other options that were a little bit more uh, price effective and that's why we're considering little riser stickers that if you want to use them you can put little stickers on each of the corners of the mat that lifts the mat off the table so it is effectively a second layer to the mat but it's optional instead of just built into the mat and they lift it off the table so you can just slide cards under the mech mat yeah there's a if you look at the faq on our website there's a longer answer about this um but yeah this is there are there are totally instances in games where dual layered mats are really, really helpful and or necessary. Expeditions is not one of those games. Molly is here. Molly's excited about uh, Tapestry Storage with the insert. It's gonna be her first, or their first folded space insert. And yeah, this is, uh, is it my first? I think I might have one other one. Might have one other one. 
Uh, but uh, it, it works really, really well. Justin says, I know one of your goals for Tapestry was to have a very simple rulebook, and I believe you succeeded in the base game. However, I feel as if by being so concise, it was difficult to get a sense of how the game flowed before playing, and some players maybe learn better by reading the rules rather than playing. Has your philosophy on rulebooks changed since then, or was it more of a game-by-game -game basis? That's good feedback, Justin. I'm actually really happy with how the Tapestry rulebook turned out. Like, it's a, it's kind of a, even though it's a four-page rulebook, the pages are really big. There's lots of visuals and graphics on the page, and it still explains the flow of play and how the game works, I think, really well. Um, feel free to disagree. Totally feel free to disagree. But, uh, and so I still, uh, well, I believe it's a, I believe it's a feature for Tapestry. But at the same time, I think the, the key that I've learned since then is that the focus of any rulebook shouldn't be on the length of the rulebook, but, but should be on how effective the rulebook is and the size of the rulebook itself. The Tapshire rulebook, you can see here, it's really easy for me to open with two hands. It's really easy for me to leave on the table um, because it is smaller. The original Tapshire rulebook was twice as big as this, twice as wide, really, um, which is not as easy just to open up with two hands, not as easy just to leave on the table. And so we've switched more to this format. Um, we did it for Libertalia. We were doing it for the Tapestry expansion. We did it for Wingspan Asia. I believe we did it for Wingspan Asia. I'll have to double check. But having this uh, format where, uh, yes, there might be more pages in the rulebook, but uh, there's it's just easier to keep on the table as a reference, I think, is, is really handy. Josh says, with everything, is the Tapestry box pretty heavy now? It is decently heavy. Like, I tried to pick it up with one hand yesterday um, when it has... Because it also has all this stuff in there too. All this stuff is in there. When it has all that stuff in there, it does get it does get a little heavy, um, but uh, but not too heavy. And it's nice again that everything fits into the original box, which is a, a reasonable size. Unlike the nesting box for Wingspan, which is gigantic. Tony says, "How many extra sets of dice can you fit in the organizer? You'll have to kind of wedge them into a few different places, but you can fit you can fit all of them that you need." Here's the so here's the container where the dice go, right there. Um, so th this container itself doesn't have room for many extra dice, but you could put some down here with the, the miniatures. And each of the slots, you can see, let's see if I can show it to you. Um, there are labels for the different landmarks in each section itself. So it the game kind of tells you where you need to put the landmarks. Or the insert tells you that. Melissa says, uh, Melissa says, I like that folded space. Um, design the insert so that your uh, your base snaps, if you have base snaps, third-party thing, not a Stonemaier thing, if you have them, um, they fit into the insert. There are actually two different ways that you can construct the insert depending on whether or not you have those base snaps. Zach says, if you create the expeditions box like Tapestry, where it is a bit bigger to potentially hold more for the future without the need for the future big box. That is exactly right, Zach. Yeah. In fact, I'll talk about this in a video that I filmed yesterday. I'm going to wait till next week to put out that video so the, fo the focus can be on Tapestry this week. But I delve into the insert quite a bit. I talk about how um, there are slots for more location tiles. There are slots for more cards. There's two slots for more mechs. So I've designed the insert to even hold more stuff. And... I guess best case scenario, we make a ton of stuff for expeditions that people love. It brings a lot of joy to people and it doesn't even fit in the, into that insert anymore. Then we can have people take out that insert. It's a really big box and you can easily fit everything into that box with maybe a custom solution like with folded space. 
But I have designed not just the box, but also the insert to hold a lot of potential future expansions that we haven't designed yet. More mech mats too could fit in there. Nicholas says, do you like vampire style black metal? I think that's maybe a music genre. I can't say that that's, uh, that's, that's a type of music that I listen to, but, uh, but no, I've never even heard of it actually. Board game hot takes. Maybe this is, uh, is this Tim? Were there any fantasy civilizations that you had planned to add to the expansion and ended up cutting because they didn't work? I don't know if I would say that they, we, they were cut them. We cut anything because it didn't work. Um, I'm sure along the way, I can say for sure along the way, there were elements and mechanisms of civilizations that didn't work that Mike and Chris had to redesign or adjust or completely redesign. But they also had more than 10 ideas for civilizations. And that's the case for any tapestry uh, core game or expansion. We always start out with more ideas and we trim them down based on feedback from playtesters. I knew for tapestry fantasies and futures that I wanted a multiple of five. I, I wanted either 10 or 15 civilizations so that in a five player game, everyone could play um, everyone could play with a, a new expansion, a new sieve uh, a number of times. Um, so we ended up with 10. 10 was the number that we thought were the, the best of the, of the batch. Were 10. I don't know how many Chris and Mike had originally or how many ideas they had originally. Chris might talk about that on his, uh, on his uh, design diary posts. Zach says, have I seen the Kickstarter in Age Contrived? He says, it looks like they have both mechanical player boards that launch Libertalia slash Azul-like tiles, and it made me think it could be a cool possibility for a Libertalia expansion. Oh, like a little catapult thing? I did see that. I did back it. I didn't back that version of the game. I just backed the the uh, the, the most basic version of the game that still looks really fancy and nice. But it's um, designed by and created by a former Panda project manager, someone that I worked for, worked with, during the first few years at Stillmire Games, a guy named Chris. Um, Chris is a great guy, really talented guy, really detail-oriented guy. So I, I think the product, if any of you back in Age Contrived, you are going to get something that is really, really well-constructed, uh, especially given how well he knows uh, manufacturing. But yeah, I'm a backer of that too. I, I don't think we have a, uh, a Dexterity Catapult expansion in mind for Libertalia, but, uh, but it is cool to see in another game. Barry says that he just bought the Tapestry expansion and organizer. Thank you, Barry, for doing that. He says he also included a couple of Rolling Realms promos. I hope that doesn't slow down shipping. It won't, won't slow down shipping, no. Um, probably the, I mean, the fastest things to ship will probably be just the orders for the Tapestry expansion because all, all the film centers need to do is put a label on it and put it in the mail. But they should be able to get through all those very, very quickly and then get onto the orders that require multiple kind of pick and pack items uh, into the same order. Uh, but based on the fulfillment centers we have now, they should be pretty fast. Um, we're working with two new fulfillment centers, but we've tested out both of them, both of the, the two new ones already. They're in Canada and the U.S. Um, and they, they are very, very fast. So I think, I, I am hopeful that they will get through orders faster than, than ever before. But we'll see. This is a little bit of a test to see how it goes. Tim says, are you excited by Steam Up? Apparently, fulfillment is starting this week. I've been waiting for Steam Up for a long time now, Tim. I am very excited about it whenever it is ready to arrive. I have plenty of games on my shelf of opportunity right now, though. I have Oathsworn. I have, um, I just got uh, Age of Atlantis. I have um, Nomadic Gardeners. What else do I have over here? Um, I, have, I have Rome and Box One over there as well. I did play Edoa 
Finally, I've been really eager to get Edo at the table. That's the bat game from Uwe Rosenberg. Got that to the table. Played Similo and Sea Salt and Paper on Board Game Arena recently, along with Artichok- Abandon All Artichokes. Um, yeah, but Edoa was the main big new tabletop game that I played recently. I had a lot of fun with that. Okay, Dave clarified that at the moment, shipping in the U.S. is through UPS. Thank you, Dave, for clarifying that. Appreciate it. Molly says, congrats on the ace, the disc golf ace. I'm still happy when I par a hole, waiting anxiously for some better weather here in Canada to go out again. Yeah, we've got, I know it's a lot colder in Canada, but we've been braving pretty cold weather here in St. Louis. I think we've gone, maybe the coldest was 25 Fahrenheit and we went out and played. We just bundle up and get out there and still have fun. Once we get moving, we warm up quite a bit. Mark says, are you open to creating a PNP pile for a possible box art for Tapestry Fantasies and Futures for all those who have OCD and want everything boxed? For possible box art. Um, Mark, we do. I think we do have, what we're able to provide, I think, is the image that you can see in the box here. We provide it without the barcode material. That's on our website. I think that's that's what, we're, what we'll put out there to the world if you want to do something with that, that art in your copy. Um, but this art is also included on the... Um, on the capital city for City in a Bottle itself. So that art is already included in the game. Steve says, when will it start shipping? When will the new Tapestry expansion start shipping? Uh, what we've t- said is that it'll start shipping to champions next week. Could be a little bit earlier, but that's when we're setting expectations. And then non-champions the following week. Carol just popped in here. Carol from The Mill. Chad says, it looks like Mandalorian Season 3 is now available, or at least the first episode. Do you plan to watch? I absolutely plan to watch. I love Mandalorian. In fact, we might watch it at lunch today, given that it's already available. Uh, Although, we'll have to look at the length. Maybe it'll be a nighttime show. We just watch like 20 to 30 minute shows at lunch here. Trevor says, not Stonemaier related, but thank you for the idea of using Meetup for his design days in the Twin Twin Cities. It's already increased the community size by over 50%. That's great to hear, Trevor. I'm so glad. I remember you mentioning that maybe a month or so ago, and I'm glad that posting on Meetup has brought in some some other great people for you to to playtest games with, or play games with. Either way, playtest or play. Dominic Dominic is excited to see him and his wife's uh, playtesting credits in the new expansion. Uh, where did we include the playtesters here? Because they're not on the box. Yeah, they're they're back here. So yeah, on the last page here, we have in very small print all the people who have contributed playtesting to Tapestry. Um, as you can see, there are quite a few people who have contributed their their time and talent over the years to making Tapestry more fun, more balanced, more functional, and more intuitive to play. I really really appreciate that to Dominic and everyone else who did that who spent time on it. Good morning, Sean. Uh, Brett says, haven't been able to find info. So do we know if the folded space insert will create significant lid lift? It will not. No, you can see here, there's a, there's a, a healthy gap um, in the box for the board uh, and for the, the arts. I think the arts uh, uh, board, arts track goes over here. The capital cities go in this slightly receded area over here. And there's extra room for all the sieves right here. So no, there's... I would say, if anything, barely any lid lift. In my copy, there's no lid lift at all. Yeah. Corey's excited about the uh, the size playmat from Inked Gaming that I talked about earlier. Chad says he's, he was Chad's talking about the age contrived an age contrived on Kickstarter. He says uh, they have good buzzwords: a- action chaining, engine building, positive player interaction, asymmetric powers. Was there anything in particular that com- that impe- compelled you to press the back button? Uh, really, I thought the game looked cool. I thought it was a reasonable price. And I like uh, Chris. 
Chris is uh, our, our former project manager at Panda um, from years ago. And I, I, I just know I trust that he'll do a good job with it. Tim says, in the playtest phase, what soft, software do you use for rulebook design? In the playtest phase for rulebooks, I just use Microsoft Word. Um, I don't do anything fancy with rulebooks in the playtest phase. Uh, for other components, uh, I use InDesign during the playtest phase, the prototyping playtest phase. Carol says, I was talking about the size of the rulebook here. Carol and the size being like dimensions, so it's easy to put on the table, easy to open up with both hands. Carol says, I like the trend for physically smaller rulebooks. It is much easier to pass around and manage during a game. This one was really well done. Thank you. Carol has an advanced copy of this, so she has seen it. And yeah, it is. That's a good point about easier to pass around than a giant rulebook. Not that all of our rulebooks are giant. Like the Viticulture rulebook is kind of the size of a normal piece of paper around this size, which is fine. But once you open it, it does get a bit, lit, bit cumbersome. And that's a lot of information to look at all at once um, on, on two pages when you open it up. Chris says, just a note, uh, note about the tray for the dice. The floor that the dice sit on is raised up a bit so the miniature below fits nicely and there's no lid lift. Not sure if you can show that on camera. That is true, Chris. Yes. Um, let's see if I can show that to you. Here is that component. Um, yeah, so, oh, no, not that one. Right here, this one. Sorry, my, my glue job isn't 100%. I kind of did a, a lazy glue job on here. So not all of it is staying together. I need to maybe go back and glue a little bit. But yeah, you can see the dice is, are raised up here. And underneath, there is uh, a section for one of the taller miniatures. So you can see the castle miniature is pretty tall. It sticks out a little bit. But that's because it's designed to go into this specific slot. So you can see that slot is designed to go over the castle just like that. Look at that perfect fit. Beautiful. Such a, a really, really well-designed um, insert by Folded Space. They, they know what they're doing. Put that back in there. Um, just to throw this out here, some fun stuff. Uh, I, the book I'm reading right now is called Abandon. Um, and movies we watched over the weekend. We actually watched two movies that I really enjoyed over the past weekend. We watched Sharper, which is a con man movie. And uh, we watched the movie Vengeance, which is kind of a fish out of water movie about journalism and about a little bit of vengeance as well. It's a, and a little bit of mystery, a little bit of a murder mystery. It's by um, one of the, the producers and actors from the show, The Office, very different feeling from The Office, but also has some, some pretty good darker humor, but good humor in it. But uh, I highly recommend both of those if you're in for a good movie this weekend. Both are definitely adult movies, I would say, not for kids. But uh, yeah, Sharper and Vengeance are two good movies that we watched this past weekend. Melissa says, I got the chance. Oh, this is Melissa from Tantrum House. I got the chance to play the expansion and enjoyed the new elements, including the charms. The charms are these new little tags on the tapestry cards. She says, I played with the genies and the polar capital mat and managed to pull out the win. I'll show those since you mentioned them, Melissa. Yeah, thank you for playing it and sharing your thoughts on, on the, the Tantrum House channel. And you can, for anyone watching right now, if you're on the fence, if you want to see if this expansion is a good fit for you, you can see the thoughts from Tantrum House and a few other reviewers on our website or on their YouTube channels or content. So let's see, you said the genies, right, Melissa? So here are the genies. There, I keep going through a bunch of them here. There's the genies. Melissa played as the genies with the polar. Here's the polar mat. So she played as polar genies. In her game there's with these new capital cities there's really so many different combinations of of sieves and capital cities that you can get in a game of tapestry 
Chat says, have you ever received a game submission that you moved forward with after changing up the initial theme? Um, Pendulum. Pendulum was originally themed after Ancient Rome, and I was like, you know, there, there are a lot of games in Ancient Rome. It doesn't really capture my imagination at this point. And so we created a new world for it, for better or for worse. I don't know if that was the right call, but we did it for Pendulum. Um, what other games since then? Any other games since then that we've rethemed after accepting? Um, my Little Scythe. I mean, My Little Scythe was My Little Pony themed. and <laughs> We made it. Uh, we worked with the designer to make it Scythe themed. Looking through the more recent ones. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. There is a, a game that we're working on right now behind the scenes, one that I won't spoil, but it's a game that... Uh, we did add a speculative element to it with the designer, working with the designer, and it actually solved some design problems once we did that. The, the designer was running into uh, some certain, certain elements of the game that were constrained by real life, and once we suggested that we add a slightly speculative sci-fi element to it, it really opened up the design for her because she no longer had those real-life simulation constraints. She could add something a little extra to it. So that was, that was kind of neat to see that happen and to see how that unfolded. Steven says he got charged twice for the tapestry order. Double check your accounts to see if this glitch happened on your orders. Steven, so sometimes this happens and it typically isn't actually a double charge. Um, we'll certainly look into it if it happens, if it happens for real. But I would, I would recommend that you give it a few hours, maybe even a few days to see if you are actually charged twice or if it is just a temporary uh, visual glitch. Um, because we have seen it happen in the past, and in 99% of the cases, there isn't actually a double charge. It just looks that way. And I would particularly ask, if you do see this, please do not cancel it through your credit card company, and please do not cancel it or uh, refute the charge in PayPal. We will, I'm right here, face-to-face -face with you. We will work with you directly to figure it out if you are actually eventually charged, double charged for it. We will absolutely work with you. Um, and not just work with you, we will refund the double charge. But if you do it through your credit card company or PayPal, that makes things complicated. Um, we'll still help you out, of course. We'll still make it work, but, uh, but it's a lot more difficult to do it that way, to go through a separate third party that, um, that could cancel our credit card, that could cancel our PayPal account, than if we just work with you person to person to give you the money that you're owed. So uh, please just come to us directly if that happens. And please also, as I'm saying to Steven and anyone else right now, please wait a few hours, wait a few days to see if you actually are double charged versus it just appearing as a, as a temporary mistake. Um, but we will certainly keep an eye on that uh, to see if there is uh, any, any, any actual issues that happen over the next few days. Uh, there shouldn't be. Nothing about our web store has changed to, uh, to make that happen. Yeah. But I appreciate the opportunity to speak to that. And this goes for any, I, I would say, any company that has reasonable customer service. I highly recommend going directly to the company rather than through the credit card company or through PayPal because it gets really complicated that, that way. It can get messy really fast. It creates some complications. It can also kind of make it look like you might be trying to def defraud us sometimes. That's not always the case, but sometimes it can look like that. And we end up just keeping it clean by canceling the order, just canceling it entirely just to prevent any sort of messiness in those regards. Um, there's also an extra fee if we do have to resolve it through PayPal or through the credit card. There is a, a dispute fee that we have to pay um, when we could have just resolved it directly. So long rant here, just go directly to the company. If you do trust the company, if you can talk to them face-to-face -face like this or get a response from their customer service within a few hours or at least a day at the most, um, 
that's definitely the way to go. Nancy James says, have you seen the soda pop games by Thundergriff Games? Little two-person games packed in soda pop light cans. That's really cute. No, I haven't, I haven't looked into that yet, but that does sound really adorable. Uh, Carol says, have you seen the teases for unmatched adventures that Restoration Games has been slowly putting out? The idea of a cooperative unmatched is exciting. That is pretty cool. Now, I haven't seen those teases yet, but I'll have to see what, the, what they have, uh, what they're working on over at Restoration. Marlene is dropping in between meetings to say hi real quick. And she says she's excited about the, in, the new expansion, the insert, and especially the arts and architecture restock. We do have that back in stock now. She's an artist herself. So the theme is appealing. Plus, I've heard so many good things about it. And she says Tapestry is one of my favorite games. It just feels so nice to play it on many levels. Thank you for popping in to say that, that very nice comment there, Marlene. I appreciate it. John says, what was my favorite feature to design for Tapestry in general? It's his wife's favorite game ever, the only one she requests at every game night. Super excited for the next expansion. Well, I should say up front that I am not the designer of the expansion. I worked with Chris and Mike, but I'm not the designer of the expansion. But for Tapestry itself, my favorite feature to design, what was it? Um, I don't know. I had a lot of fun with the sieves. I also had a lot of fun with the Tapestry cards. I like the story that they tell of your civilization, and it, I like the challenge of pairing the mechanisms on the cards with the theme of the cards. Really enjoyed that aspect. The tr I would say maybe the tracks though. I think designing the tracks, uh, I think it's a, a pretty cool system uh, that, that on any given turn, your choice is basically which track do I advance on and that you get a benefit and that the benefits get better and better and more varied as you advance on these tracks. Uh, because originally in, in the design, it was a much bigger like spreadsheet-like flowchart that looked kind of cool, but it was really overwhelming. And once I realized that that could be distilled down to four linear tracks, um, that made the game so much better. And so figuring out that key moment in the design where I was like, this could be translated to this and work so much better, uh, felt really good um, whenever I had those, those types of moments in, in game design. Uh, Pete, my friend Pete is here. He says, how long is the development process from conception to production on a game of yours like Expeditions or one that you designed from another designer? I'm sure it varies. Just curious. Also, hello. Hello, Pete. Um, for Expeditions, it took around three years. Uh, that's maybe a little bit longer than normal. I, I thought that Expeditions would be, would be fairly fast to design, and it was not because I really wanted it to be... Well, I want every game to be special, but I wanted this game to be special and also similar to Scythe, but also unique from Scythe, which made it a unique design challenge. So three years for that one. Um, if we sign a game from another designer, it really depends on the status of the game. Ideally now, when we're considering games, we're looking for games that are really far along in the design process, not early on. We do make exceptions for that sometimes. And sometimes we have a game that we want to see made and we'll reach out to a certain designer and say, hey, would you design this game for us and with us? Um, that can take longer as well. But typically, uh, typically at the time where we get, if we, that we accept a game from a designer, it's usually maybe, maybe six to 12 months uh, in blind playtesting and development and art and pre-production, uh, and then a few, a few more months for production and freight shipping. So I would say usually it's around 18 months. I would say sometimes it could be as, as short as 12 if everything really goes smoothly. If we have an artist ready, if blind playtesting goes really smoothly. Um, but yeah, usually 12 to 18 months. And it can also depend on our release schedule. Like right now, we're essentially kind of booked for the next two to three years in terms of what we are planning to release. And so um, any game that we accept probably won't be published until at the very earliest, probably the third year. 
maybe we'll change that. I mean, currently, it depends on how many new releases we have a year. We usually aim for like four, like two expansions, two games. On any given year, that might change a little bit. It might be just one game and three expansions. It might be three games and one expansion. So that might make it vary a little bit as well. Jerry says, how was the collaboration with Andrew for the expansion? Andrew Bosley is wonderful to work with. He is he's wonderful to work with. He, was, he makes it super easy um, and just really brings the game to life. So yeah, I, I love working with Andrew. And Andrew even was very kind to work directly with the designers of Tapestry uh, Fantasy, Fantasies and Futures as well, which made it really easy for me. He says, were, your, were my briefs for the illustrations very specific or did he have free reign given the expandable fantasy sci-fi element? The designers had some briefs for him. Um, I didn't have much instruction. I just like to show Andrew, uh, you know, what we're making and, and he can go at it. Uh, I always ask artists, but I don't even have to ask Andrew this anymore. I ask artists to include a wide diversity of people in the art, people of different ages, of different ethnicities, different um, shapes and sizes, and yeah, different different looks to, to the people that show up in the art. And Andrew is really, really great at that. So uh, I don't I even know if I had to give that instruction for Fantasies and Futures. Andrew just did it by default. Um, Cast has another expansion, another question for expeditions. Are metal minis harder to paint than plastic ones? That's a good question. I don't think so, but I'm not a painter myself, so I don't really know. Well, there, Cass says, will there be a big box at some point to fit all Tapestry expansions together? Note, the solution that we're going for for Tapestry is that everything can fit in the Tapestry box itself with the new expand, uh, new, the, the, with the new um, custom insert that we're offering on our website right now. So. Uh, it's more eco-friendly. You can just use the same box that you already have. We don't need to ship you another giant box. Instead, we'll just ship you, if you buy it, the custom insert. And all three Tapestry expansions and the core game components all fit into the original game box with this custom insert. That's available on our web store right now as part of the launch of the insert plus the, uh, the, uh, the new expansion. Yeah. Let's see. Thomas says, looking to get into the world of Tapestry. Awesome. Yeah, welcome to the world of Tapestry. Will the price reductions for the other, other Tapestry products mentioned in the new newsletter also go live for the Europe, European store at some point? They're actually already live, Thomas. Um, the key in the European store is that when we list a product, uh, that must be listed in the product price as well. And I'll double check right now just in case the prices were not changed. But I, I manually changed them myself yesterday. So... Um, the prices should be correct here. I'll look it up right now. So I'm looking up Tapestry products in the European web store. I'll, I'll pull up Tapestry. I'll pull up Arts and Architecture. And I'll pull up Plans and Ploys. Let's see what the prices are. Tapestry is discounted for sure. Um, and you might need to maybe change to a different currency. On the European store, you can look at it in euros and British pounds. Um, I see them in British pounds here. Yep, Tapestry Arts and Architecture is also discounted as is uh, Plans and Ploys. They are all discounted right now on the European store. So either check the currency or check, um, or keep in mind that VAT is included in the listed price. Legally, VAT must be included in the listed price for products in the European store, but they are all available at a discount on the European store right now. Um, for sure, yeah. And you should, at the very least, see them in checkout when you add them to checkout. Also, it's a good time for me to mention that if you are a Stonemaier champion, you get a 20% discount on everything. Just make sure you log in. Like you have to sign up as a champion or just put it in your cart as you're checking out. Um, if you're already a champion and you're not seeing the champion prices, make sure you log in. You have to log in as a champion so we can see your champion email address. And once you do that, uh, you'll get 20% on everything that you order, including shipping. It's 20% off shipping as well. Lucas is, has ordered the new expansion too. Thank you, Lucas, for doing that. 
Uh, Michael says, is there any plans for a reprint of the rubber wingspan playmats? I like to add some to my expeditions pre-order to save a few bucks on shipping, but currently they're out of stock. Michael, that's good that you brought that up. They probably shouldn't be out of stock, but it's possible that we stole it out of them. Let's see what we're looking at in the U.S. at least. We have four different web stores. Um, they're definitely in stock in the U.S. Yeah, uh, we have plenty of the double-sided natural rubber playmat for wingspan in stock in the U.S. Michael, which web store are you looking at right now? Maybe they happen to be out of stock in your area. Another Michael says uh, his favorite part of working on this expansion was seeing Chris add so much theme. Oh, this is Mike, the designer. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> I'm used to seeing your name is Mike. He says, uh, seeing Chris add so much theme into everything. As someone who tends to focus on mechanisms over theme, it was cool working with someone for whom theme and mechanisms were important. Mike, I'm curious. Do you think you'll work with Chris in the future on another expansion for another game or a, a game design. I think the pairing of, of your mechanical aspect and your precision paired with Chris, who's also very precise, but also very theme driven. It's a neat team. It's a neat design team that you two have formed. I'm curious if you have thought about working together in the future. Okay, Steven has clarified now that it was on his end. He had the first purchase declined to update the correct billing information and the purchase on the, and then he purchased the order on, Oh, I, I don't understand the phrase in here, but st I see what you're saying, Stephen. So you had an order declined and then and tried it again due to an address that was uh, a little off. Thank you for clarifying that. This wasn't the first that I heard of this today, Stephen. So um, I appreciate you letting me know. Paul says, when it comes to asymmetry, how difficult is it to get players balanced? Pretty difficult, I think. Uh, many of your games have different player powers, so have you gotten the hang of it in terms of getting the balance right, or is that something that gets tweaked a lot during playtesting? Definitely gets tweaked a lot during playtesting, and the key that I've learned over the years is that it isn't just about getting a lot of playtest data, but it's also about getting a really good analysis of that data. To the point that we now have a person who, whose job in the real world is data uh, analyst. He's a data analyst in the real world. That's his real-time, full-time job. Um, and we bring him in, this is Jeremy, we bring him in to look at playtest data and evaluate that data. He's also looked at all the data that we've collected for Tapestry over the years um, to analyze it in ways that aren't really clear to me when I'm looking at that data as just a, a lay person. Even someone like me, I, like I, can, I can do a rudimentary analysis of, of the data, but he looks at things that are kind of hidden behind the data, like things that might pop up at different player counts. Um, and so, yeah, it's just as much about like the, the bulk of data that you get during playtesting as it is about how you analyze that data. Chad says, I love your videos with advice on creating board games. I have a game right now being blind playtested. I have a questionnaire I found online, but it was what, I was wondering if there's anything in particular that I should ask the players. There are some good questions. If you try, if you look at our website under like how to design a tabletop game, there are some good questions about the playtesting process there that you can look into. Um, I like to ask... Uh, I like to ask people to rate the game from 1 to 10. Uh, not that I get a lot of information from that, but it, it is helpful when I see a game go from like 6s and 7s up to 8s, 9s, and 10s uh, over the course of multiple waves of blind playtesting. I al always ask players what was like the most joyful or memorable moment or experience in the game so that we can make sure that we keep that um, or even continue to highlight it even more. And I also ask them for the most confusing or frustrating moment during the playtest so that we can figure out what happened there. And I always try to focus on the why. I want playtesters to tell me what happened and why it happened. I'm not as interested in having playtesters tell me how they think they should fix it. And by asking the why and the what and focusing on that in the questions, you can get playtesters to give you that information. Uh, if you don't ask it that way, sometimes they'll jump to giving you a solution 
which doesn't help you get to the heart of what happened and why it happened. Um, not that playtester solutions are always bad. Uh, they, they can be helpful. But what I really need to do, know to improve a game is, is what happened and why it happened and, and kind of how it made them feel. And then I can figure out the best solution based on that, that information. Chris says, how long would the discounts be available? Typically when we launch a new product, the discounts are available for around four days. So on Sunday morning, Sunday morning is the time that I will update the prices and uh, back to a normal web store level. Yeah. Melissa says that she also had some problems getting the sale price. I had to add and delete and re-add to make it come up as the sale price. That's very odd, Melissa. I'm glad you found a way to make it work. And of course, if you ever do, um, if you ever run into issues like that, I'm saying this to everyone, not just Melissa. If you run into issues on our web store where you think you should have gotten a different price, um, especially during a launch where you might have a little bit of uh, a pressure to go ahead and place the, place the order so that you know that you can guarantee you get what you want, I would recommend going ahead and placing the order. And if the price, if you, if you finish checkout, you go through everything and you think, I just don't think I was charged the right amount. Send us, uh, go to send an email to contact at stillmeyer.com with your order number and what you think the issue was, and we can help you afterward. We can easily help you after the fact. It is more difficult to help you if you kind of wait and a product goes out of stock, because then we don't have it in stock anymore to, to send to you. So I would always recommend uh, going ahead and placing the order and letting us fix it for you afterwards. Um, Joe and Dave might disagree with that, but I think that's generally our, our philosophy here so that you don't miss out on something that you want. Also, as part of that, I highly recommend not canceling your order. Don't cancel your order. Uh, just let us modify it. It's much easier for us to modify your order and refund a few dollars if that's what, what's necessary um, or whatever is necessary than just asking to cancel your order or, or canceling your order uh, manually if you can do that. Um, that creates some complications with, with shipping and fulfillment when an order is canceled. Ivan says, I'm curious why you went that direction for Tapestry. I've always compared Tapestry to other Civ games like Anno 1800 and Through the Ages. Needless to say, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, might be a, have been a few minutes since I talked about what you're referring to, Ivan, why you went that way with Tapestry. Are you, are you referring to the multiple tracks in Tapestry or the, the Tapestry cards? Um, yeah, let me know what you're referring to there, Ivan. I'm happy to answer your question. Michael says... Uh, he's okay. So Michael's in the, in the Canadian store, the rubber are, so we out of the rubber mat in, in Canada. Sounds like we probably do need to restock Canada with rubber play mats. I know we're out of the tapestry rubber play mat in Canada. Let's see if we're also out of the wingspan play mat. We are. Okay. So we need play mats. I'll make a note about that. Play mats in Canada. We'll work on restocking that, Michael. I appreciate you letting us know. We probably, Joe probably already knows that through back in stock requests. And that is really important. If you want something in your web store that is not in stock on your web store, please enter your email for a back in stock request on the web store. Um, that's really, really important because it tells us the number of people who want us to restock that product um, or even reprint a product at times. Sometimes we use that data to decide if we're ready to reprint a product. Okay, Juso says the European store doesn't show discounted prices in euros, only in pounds. That's good to know. Maybe we'll try to find a way to just set the default price to pounds so people can always see that discount. Um, I'll make a note about that. Discount in pounds default. Okay. 
George says, am I doing Rolling Realms this week? I'm not going to do it this week, George, just because I'm kind of busy with all the Tapestry Fantasies and Future stuff, but I will be back for a new live play of Rolling Realms next week. Mike says, while Chris and I would be open to designing something together something together in the future, we don't have any real plans at the moment. Chris is going to focus on some small boutique games, and he's going back to the focusing on fan expansions, which it was the origin of arts and architecture in the first place when Mike posted his fan expansions for that game. That is a really great way for anyone who's looking to get into the game publishing, game design world. Um, pick your favorite game that you think is due an expansion and design a fan expansion for it and post it online, share it with people. It might catch the publisher's eye. We've had that happen multiple times at Stomar Games where we have published expansions in conjunction with designers like Mike who have put something really, really awesome on BoardGameGeek and on the game's Facebook group. Cass says, another question for the European store. Does, uh, does that mean that the games ordered from there don't have increased shipping costs nor border taxes as I assume they are already within Europe when shipped? That is correct. Yeah, they're shipped from, uh, from the UK. However, we ship them DDP, which is delivery duties prepaid, which means that it is effectively the same as being as, as if those games were anywhere in Europe, even though UK is no longer in the EU. So yeah, they, they're stored and shipped from within Europe. Donna says she would love a reprint of Ignorance's Bliss. I think we're getting closer to that. We're looking at the back in stock request for that one, for sure. Mark says, any news on the next release of Rolling Realms, next release of promo realms for Rolling Realms? Um, we haven't done one in, in a while, so I think there's a pretty good chance it'll happen in early April, March, March um, or, or late March, depending on, I think April 1st is a Saturday this year. So we might do April Fool's a little bit early, a few days early, since we do Wednesday announcements and releases. Uh, Ivan says, I'm referring to the theme of Fantasies and Futures. It's quite a jump from Civ game to Fantasy theme. It gives kind of a new perspective on the game. Yeah, I mean, the game is kind of already about alternate histories, right? So who is to say there isn't an alternate history where there were there were genies or artificers or psionics or um, or cities in a bottle? Yeah, these are alternate versions of, of history that I, that I think are kind of fun to explore. And it was part of the original idea of Tapestry to have that in the core game. And I decided to move that away from the original game. And, uh, and I was always hopeful that we could put it in an expansion. And I love what Chris and Mike did with it. I think that's everything today that I'm going to talk about live. I, I need to head off and uh, check some of these notes, these great questions that you asked me today, and make sure that our web stores are operating as they should, and also get a little bit of lunch. But thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you if you have ordered Tapestry Fantasies and Futures. I look forward to hearing your stories about your first few games when you get, uh, when you get the expansion in the coming weeks and months. So, um, yeah. Thank you and have a great Wednesday. I'll see you next week at the same time. Take care. Bye.